0: You're listening to The Football Revolution.
1: Hello, and welcome to The Football Revolution. I'm your host, Gio. Thanks for joining us. A busy holiday period. Happy Easter to everyone. Plenty of football, family time and eggs. And with me as usual, my partner in crime, VIG. Hello, mate.
0: Good evening. Happy Easter.
1: Same to you. How was uh, little Giannis's first Easter?
0: Yeah, it was good. It was good. A few uh, few chocolate Easter eggs that uh, Dad had to polish off for him. But um, yeah, very, very <laughs> nice. And, and get another stab at it next week with uh, Greek Easter. So I was going to say he gets a take-two next
1: week. So uh, plenty more eggs for his dad to eat. So just take it easy on the eggs, eh, mate?
0: Yeah, that's it. At least they're they've gone on sale this week. So um we get the uh
1: half price Easter eggs. Mate, a special a special landmark for you. Your first Easter with your little fella, then you'll get your first this and your first Christmas and your first everything. So you won't forget any of those. So special Easter for you and another special Easter for Orthodox next week. But uh while we were celebrating Easter, there was eight games to chat about in our Revolution Roundup, so plenty more football happening. Uh, AFC Champions League, Sydney had to settle for a scoreless draw against Junbuk, whilst Melbourne City fought hard and took a point thanks to a wonderful Andrew Naboot strike against BG Patham United. Both teams have a next game tomorrow.
2: Yeah, a-
0: Andrew did pack his boots to uh, new boots to Thailand and he packed his new boots and, and scored an absolute banger. and. Um, that was Melbourne uh, Melbourne City's first uh, goal in the competition. So, is um, that their first goal I ever in the, in the in in the AFC? Yeah, I think it's, it's that. That's their first appearance in the in the AFC as well. So, um, a great way to to kickstart it. Um, unfortunately, didn't didn't go on and get the three points and and make it even sweeter for them. And um, you know, we, we, Sydney FC nil or draw or draw against John Book nil or was it? Yep. And. Um, you know, they, they had they had chances. I think uh Trempa had a had a nice chance to to score. It was saved. Um and, and John Booker a, a big club in Asia and um, you know, arguably the best the best club in Korea. Um they've been to a couple of finals in the AFC. I think they've won one or two, so um, they're, they're a big powerhouse. So to come away with the draw first up is uh, not a bad result.
1: Look, I was very impressed by uh, BG Putham United. I thought they gave as good as they got, and I don't obviously, honestly say I can recognise a hell of a lot of their players as household names, but I thought as a unit they were very impressive. And they did have a, a really good contest against City. And, you know, you couldn't have two teams in the A-League at the moment sitting more differently. you got City flying at the top of the table looking for more silverware and City... Now who have dropped outside of the uh, top six, um, and they've played more games than the teams above them as well. So they're really going to struggle to get back into that final series, and that will be the first time in a long time that you don't see the Sky Blues in there. So both both league forms totally different, but uh, they both went into this uh, AFC, and both teams really had hard fights on their hands. So I think uh, if anything, this will uh, it will help both teams grow and hopefully take their the game to another level.
0: Yeah, definitely, and, and it goes to show the strength of uh, Thai football and um, lo- lovely little stadium that they that they had. Uh, grandstands were, were steep as um, so he's sitting right on top of the game. I, I think it was sort of backed onto a, a river or something, um, so it was only sort of half a half a grandstand around half of the pitch, but um, it, it did look like a, a nice little stadium to to watch football at.
1: Moving on to the Matildas with a much better performance and a result against the Football Ferns in Game Two, a double to Sam Kerr and another to Hayley Razzo giving the ladies a comfortable three-one win and probably a lot nicer review about their performance from you, Vig. Yeah,
0: definitely. Look, um, you're a bit harsh last week. W- w- <laughs> I was a bit harsh. I was a bit harsh, but I wasn't. I wasn't overly impressed with, and I, and I haven't been um, for the whole tenure. Um, so you know they, they've got they've got a, a long way to go. Um, if we, you know, if we've got high hopes of them um, going far at the World Cup next year, and and by far, I mean, you know, semifinals or final um, on home soil, then they need to be playing better football. But um, I think they showed some some positive signs um, in that second game.
1: Yeah, look, it was definitely better than it's been in the last uh, last few games. Uh, the player escape room, we welcome former Socceroo Millwall and current MacArthur Bulls classy defender James Meredith uh, for our third segment this week with Easter and so many things on and hard getting our... Uh, our guest co-hosts like GK Chef and uh, Big Roy O on, on the show. So we've decided to introduce our new Euro mini show, which we'll be launching this week as well. So I think it will be coming out, If correct me if I'm wrong, VIG, but on Tuesday afternoon. So on your way home from a, a tough day's work, you can listen to our uh, our new Euro mini show. And uh, a quick snapshot of the A-League table. So City not playing this week as they had AFC. Judy sitting on top on 46. Western United, five points behind them on 41. Uh, a further three points back is Victory on 38. So the top three at the moment are all the Melbourne sides. So very strong football coming out of uh, Victoria at the moment. Fourth, Adelaide United on 34 points. Fifth, Phoenix one, one point further back on 33 and rounding out the top six. MacArthur Bulls have jumped back in uh, and are sitting on 32, sitting just outside, hoping to push their way in and extend their season uh, into the finals. Football is Sydney, who uh, didn't play this week because of uh, their game against Jumbuk on 31. The Mariners on 30, who I think are, are making a move and the Jets on 25. Yeah, look, there's
0: talk about you spoke about the three Melbourne teams uh, sitting top of the ladder and uh, we quite well, we, we may have a, uh, a Melbourne derby for a final this
1: year. Oh, look, that's the way it's looking at the moment. And, you know, if uh, the Western United can win both their games in hand, they would go one point clear of uh, of City and be sitting on 47-46 and then the victory, I think, over a couple of games too because they could be sitting in, um, you know, mid-40s. So, yeah, definitely at the moment, uh, the three Melbourne sides are looking like for teams to beat. But uh, when you've got a team that consists of uh, Craig Goodwin, Never Ride Off Adelaide, and Phoenix, if they can find their uh, their their good form, not their bad form, and and, and be, have some consistency, maybe they could. And who knows, the Mariners, now they've got, uh, you know, Yarena and they've chucked in another in Cummings. And, you know, they're starting to find a bit of form as well. So, look, who knows, will be interesting. Uh, and we'll just have to wait and see who will take those top six spots. But uh, before we move into our Revolution Roundup, I've got our quick wrap for the week, so... Melbourne City and Sydney travelled out of state. Western United closed the gap on the Premier's Plate. The Bulls used the chance to sneak back in the six. Phoenix hot and cold form; they quickly need to fix. So that Go should on. that should have updated that. And so we don't have to do Revolution Roundup now. There's your, your quick uh, summary of all yeah. the eight games. Not really, but uh, oh, yeah. moving into our Revolution Roundup, the first of the games was uh, there was I think there was was there two or three games on the Tuesday. I think there was two games on the Tuesday.
0: There's two two games.
1: The first game uh, didn't bother the uh, the scoreboard, so victory nil, Raw nil. Uh, this was on the Tuesday. It was two points lost for the victory in the race for the top two, but Raw had some great chances to make the evening even worse and could have walked away with all three points.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, two two Easter eggs. Um, yeah, look, the victory would be disappointed. They they didn't get a win out of this, um, to, like you said, to close the gap on the top two. And, and you know, when, when you look at the team sheets and you look at the players available, um, you would pencil in a, a Melbourne victory win for this one, so and they got lucky in the end, like you said. The they didn't. De- they, the didn't deserve, they didn't
1: deserve. Uh, no, they didn't deserve. Definitely didn't and and deserve a win, and I think a point was probably lucky. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. They they're, they're lucky to walk away with a point. Um, uh, a valiant Brisbane uh, Royal display.
1: So moving on to the second of the Tuesday games. It was uh, Sydney's uh, home game before traveling over to Asia for their starting their uh, AFC campaign and fortunately for them they started really really well but ran out of gas and so Adelaide ran over the top of them finishing three two winners. two late goals allow Adelaide to leapfrog Sydney into fourth and send uh, the sky blues spiraling down to seventh.
0: Yeah look it was it was all going to plan for Sydney FC. Uh, up until the 89th minute when uh, George Blackwood e- equalised uh, from a Craig Goodwin assist. And then uh, that man again who who scored uh, the equaliser in the first half, Craig Goodwin, pops up in the uh, 95th minute, I think it was, um, an assist by Isais and uh, scores a goal to, to break the, the A-League record for Adelaide United. So he's now the, the top scorer in the A-League and, you know, He's, he's been arguably probably one of the best players in the league this season and, and he's probably a shout for the Johnny Warren medal.
1: Yeah, his 36th and 37th goals uh, take him to most number of league goals for Adelaide United, but he's still one goal behind Bruce Chite for total goals for the club. But uh, as you said, yeah, another super showing, two goals and an assist Pretty much, uh, single-handedly stole the points from Sydney, who, up until I suppose in the second half, they looked really good. Caseras and Grant combined well, for start, a quality goal.
0: On, yeah, they started on fire, didn't they? And, and that Caseras ball into the box for Grant. You saw him when he when he took the ball. he looked up and he saw saw Ryan Grant making that diagonal run into the box, and it was just a, a lovely delivery. Like that's as a defender, they're the balls you hate because they've got pace on them, they've got curl on them. And you're you're looking backwards over your shoulder at a at a player that's that's running in at pace, and it was a, a lovely finish by Ryan Grant to to go one nil up. Um, and yeah, and then Trent Bahadur. With he got nice even better. Well. Yeah, it did it was a nice yeah. finish, a very nice
1: strike from yeah. him, and things were nice looking finish.
0: good. He, he's finding a bit of form as well, leading into the uh, AFC Champions League. So things were looking good up, like I said, up until the 89th minute, and and Sydney just switched off and. Um, up popped, up popped uh, Blackwood and then Goodwin and um, that's all she wrote.
1: Look as devastating as it will be to lose the three points for correcter I think he'll be even more annoyed with the way they conceded the goals to lose the game but uh, Sydney did come out and put in a, a good shift in their nil-nil draw and then you know with another Asian uh, Champions League game to play uh, tomorrow hopefully they can uh, continue to show some good form in that competition so they can bring it back to the A-League and fight for uh, a top six spot. Moving on to the First of the two Wednesday games, the Glory and the Phoenix. Phoenix, the away team, ran out 1-0 winners. A deflected Sandoval goal early in the second half was enough for the Phoenix to bank an important three points in a wet and un- un- uninspiring clash.
0: Yeah, look, not much to add on this one.
1: Um, just a full stop? Is that all you're going to put on it? Just, just
0: <laughs> a, a full stop. Uh, Perth Glory just not even there at the moment. Um, there's There's some big problems with that football club. Um, and you know, they, these, yeah, they've got a young team out there. I understand they've got players missing the their marquee signing hasn't played all year. Um, it hasn't been great for them, but at the end of the day, like there's no consequences for any of this. So you, you, there's no relegation. So, you know, players aren't fighting for survival. They aren't fighting for contracts because, you know, majority of them will have another one next year. Um, Regardless of what Ruben Zadkovich says, Um, so um, you know it's it's just disappointing, and also you know there's no there's no pressure on these players to to go out there and perform at a at a high level, Um, and and, you know playing against in, in an empty stadium as well doesn't help at all.
1: Yeah, look, we'll touch on it a bit more in their second game against Western United. But the second of the West, uh, the Wednesday games was uh, the Wanderers sharing the points in a 2-2 draw with the Mariners. An own goal, a, penalt- a penalty, a red card, and a 95th-minute equaliser. But uh, 10 men Mariners fight back from 2-0 two, two down and starved a possession to snatch a point late. So they only had 35% possession. Uh, and like I said, even with a red card and all these other things going against them, they were still able to come back and uh, – I suppose get a morale boosting uh, point out of a clash against a Wanderers team who is still not not where they should be.
0: Yeah, definitely. And We've spoken about the Mariners all season. Um, they've they've found that they've been there or thereabouts. Um, little moments in the games that have have cost them at crucial times, um, but they they did well with this one to to get himself back into the game and. And finally, one went, you know, one went their way. They, they grab a draw out of it uh, with a late equalizer. Um, we'll speak about Lewis Miller's red card. For me, it studs on the shin. It's, it's a red card. Um, some say it's harsh because he's turned his back. I know Phil Moss was, wasn't having it uh, in the commentary box. He was saying, no way, it's a red card. There's no intent there. But his foot was high. It was raised above the ball. And he did make connection with the shin. So for me, it's a, a red card and the correct decision.
1: Okay, moving on to the uh, only Friday game, MacArthur Bulls with a hard-fought 2-1 victory against Raw, so not a great week uh, for the Raw, even though they <laughs> they put in two two pretty solid shifts. They only walked away with uh, one point, but uh, the Bulls jumped back into the sixth with an 89th-minute McGing winner against an unlucky Raw, who were made to pay for not taking their good chances and switching off just before half-time to allow De Villa to open the scoring and then again near full-time to concede the winner.
0: Yeah, look... I don't. Macarthur Macarthur got out of jail in this one. I think. I don't think either team really deserved to to lose. Um, De Viera with a with a nice goal, to open scoring. Scott Neville with a bit of a, a scrappy goal in the box that he's that he's blasting into the net, and then uh, McGinn with the winner. Um, but yeah, a bit of a uh, for me a bit of a dull affair. The, the crowd. There's still an issue with with Macarthur and and getting people to the games out there. Um, I think they've, they've done an initiative this week where, um, that they'll, they'll be putting their ticket, uh, all the ticket proceeds to, to a fundraiser for the, for the floods in New South Wales. So hats off to them. They've, they've reacted to that. They've, um, they've gone and, and been proactive and, and done something about it, but they need, they need a bigger fan base. They need to be getting more people out to the ground to watch them. Um, and, you know, if they keep winning football matches and, and they make the top six, then perhaps next season that'll build the foundation for that. But um, a good, solid win for them.
1: Yeah, look, for me, if, you know, it's a pretty big call. But if I, one of the teams I'd love to take charge of next year, provided I could get a couple of marquee signings, would be the Raw. I think the last eight weeks they're in most games, they dominate, they have good chances, they just don't take them. And I just look back and think if they had that quality striker and maybe one or two other players across the pitch things could be so different you know for them they they're always the last eight ten weeks like i said i think out of both those games they were unlucky to lose against uh against the bulls who's a top six side and they should have beaten the victory who's a top three side at the moment so for them i don't think they're far off the mark but uh look at this point in time they're just going to finish the style you know finish the season fighting hard but uh there's nothing in it for them moving on to the two of the, the first of the two so, Saturday.
0: So if you're you're saying they, they give you a budget, you you're putting your hand up to be the, the Brisbane Raw sports director, you'll bring a few marquee players in. Um, and get them back to, to where they were in the league when you know Ange Postecoglou was coaching
1: mate they get me more excited than a lot of the other teams around you look at the other teams who you know you look down the back bottom half of the table and I think there's too much work to do and they're missing too much whereas you know the, the, they Raw have two good young keepers they've got some good young players I think unfortunately Les Garno hasn't turned out to be the marquee they wanted this year if you look at some of the other teams marquee signings they've turned out you know or guys they've brought in who were unknown you look at Pena, you look at uh, Sandoval. These guys have all stepped up and been even better than you expected. I think he's been way below what they were expecting. So, unfortunately, you're not getting more out of a play. You're getting a lot less. So, yeah, for me, I I definitely would... uh I uh, p- probably put set time on the moon and, uh, and bring in me. But, uh, you know, that's just my opinion. So moving on to the uh, first of the two Saturday games, which was uh, Western United uh, 6 Perth nil. I think they declared at uh, 6 for whatever they were. But, um, look, it was a very one-sided game. And Western United's hunt for the Premier's plate continues. They're five points behind City with two games in hand. And I think uh, Lockie Wales had an Easter party in Tassie with a hat-trick. He was gifted two eggs by the glory, but, his, uh, owned, but by his own class – the third goal.
0: Yeah, he, he did. I, I think it was was it the second goal or the first goal? He didn't know much about. Um, I think it was the first, I think it was the first one. It and was. That, it was hit know, at it. was hit at him strikes. by
1: Connor Payne. Kind of just whacked it at him. First. So it probably was sticking with the cricket theme. It was maybe LBW yeah, he was worried L, about
0: LBW. Yeah. LBW caught him, trapped him right in front. didn't it? <laughs> um, Yeah, look, I'm not a fan of playing on these oval grounds as well. Um, you know, it's it's hard for for Western United. Um, you know, play, playing in, in different places every week. Yeah, it's great to take the game to Tasmania, but um, they need they need a, a home ground. They need a, a place where their fans can go to every second week and, and support the club. Um, but, yeah, we spoke about Perth as well. Um, just absolutely embarrassing. Um, you know, yeah, I get it. They've got a, a youth team out there. But like I said, there's there's no consequences for these for these actions. Um, so I, I, something needs to be done. We, we need promotion relegation. We need a, a national second division, um, or you know, a, a club like that. Maybe, maybe maybe Perth Glory need to go back to the NPL and serve a season there in in the Perth in the Western Australian NPL, um, and, and we bring another team in for a year, and and then you know bring them back. Uh, I don't know. Look, I hope you're sitting down, but I I don't
1: come to their defense very often, but I think uh, it was simply quality experienced footballers up against young, young, young inexperienced players of the future. So look, I know they've got lots of problems going on and I know there's only so much you can do, but look, they are just doing the best they can at the moment. Uh, They went out there, they tried, there was three or four errors at gifted goals, uh, Priyavich converting one or two spot kicks. So it could have been even worse. And considering Western United scored six goals with only 41% possession. So that gives you some indication that it is men versus boys at the moment. Look, they're they're trying their best out there. Ruben Zakovic is on a hiding to nothing. But look, I think... uh, Glory not performing has nothing to do with promotion relegation. That should have been in place even before we got to a situation where you have a young team who has no consequences. It's a matter of we need to get a second-tier competition in so that that happens. And whether you're the worst team because you've got the worst squad or you're the worst team because you've got injuries or whatever, you should be relegated if you're not uh, up to the same level as the rest of the teams in the competition. So that's, for me, full stop, move on. But uh, the second of the Saturday games was the Jets and the victory. Uh, The Jets... (laughs) T- their, their alter ego turned up the team that uh, doesn't have that class, that doesn't have that killer instinct and doesn't want to win those games and unfortunately for them they handed victory their first game uh, victory of the week 2-1 entertaining game, victory doing enough to keep the pressure on Western United uh, Agostino's 8th of the season he hit the woodwork and had one cleared off the line by Aussie, he could have easily have had a, a hat-trick but uh, you know victory are just getting the job done
0: Yeah look Newcastle—they've surprised me all season. Um, the, the players they've brought in—they've done some some really good recruiting. Hopefully, like we said, I think we spoke about it last week. Um, hopefully, they can keep on those keep those players and and build on it. That um, they, they, they are—they're just—they're—they're about to just not at that that level of you know the three Melbourne teams, your Sydney FCs, your Adelaide's at the moment. So, um, you know that they could have—I think Costa Grossos had a, a huge opportunity. I'm not sure what the score was at the time. I think might have might have been, been one all.
1: No, he missed from um, a few yards, and then Pena yeah, rocketing the crossbar Pen- with the follow-up. Yeah, and that, that just yeah, summed so up their afternoon, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, it just wasn't wasn't happening for him. It wasn't going to go in, and then uh, to cap it off, uh, my Jota pops up with a with a late winner. So, um, yeah, just you know, heartbreaking for for Newcastle because I want to see them do well, and they've got the players there. They just need to you know just take it to that next level. Maybe bring one or two players in if they can keep those players, but you know. I don't think they'll, they'll be able to hang on to the likes of a Peña or, or maybe a Mikultadzi Tudzi, maybe they'll go somewhere else.
1: Mate, uh, to be honest there, the Jets are more frustrating for me at the moment than any other club simply for the fact that they have such good attacking players and they've, they've recruited so well on a, on a smaller budget than some of the big teams. But uh, I've said this many a times, the, um, it's just not good enough that they conceded in the first 10 minutes from a counter-attack. Only two passes it took for the victory to run length of the field and score a goal in 10 minutes, not... 80th minute when your team's tired and exhausted and gassed because they've worked their, their their butts off. This is 10 minutes in, number one. And the second one was, yeah, Marjota's uh, header to win the game was fantastic, but you allowed a team who had their back to goal over halfway to to, to get out of trouble and then a switch from, uh, I think it was uh, Rod, was it Roderick who did a switch uh, 40 yards on the fly and then across and then it's a header and it's a goal. Now, I think um, Mikel Tetza tried to foul him but if you're going to try and foul him, just do it properly. Foul him on halfway, stand on top of the ball, settle for a 1-1 draw. You cannot allow a team, like I said, within four passes back to goal. They were inside their own half to be able to, within four passes, they're not they're a good side victory, but they're not uh, Real Madrid. They're not Liverpool. Four passes and you go three quarters of the field and score a goal, just not good enough. So for me, very frustrating at the moment for the Jets. And I think uh, these these sorts of little errors, especially from experienced players, are going to cost them uh, appearing in this year's final series. And the last game of, uh, of our roundup is the Sunday game between the Phoenix and the Mariners. Uh, sunshine, 18,000 people packed into Sky Stadium and the Phoenix finally back home but i think someone forgot to tell montgomery's mariners
0: Spoiled the party didn't they but how good cool was it to see the the Knicks back at the kick the kicked in
1: oh look it was but uh that hammer blow biragetti denies Borley, and then they go end yeah, to end, end all the way down the other end and kalolo punishes them and that's like a death sentence
0: yeah look it was everyone i think as a as a football fan you you're, you were, everyone was cheering for for wellington phoenix and uh, we wanted that happy homecoming and uh, the Mariners just rocked up to the party and went, hang on a sec. This is, this is ours. And, um, you know, started, started drinking all the alcohol and, and taking over the pool and, and just absolutely run right in the end. So, um, you know, and has been the last couple of weeks. He's, he's been brilliant. Um, probably the last maybe six weeks two maybe even two months um, since, the, since the turn of the year. So he's, he's been really good. Um Jason Cummings, again, another goal. Um, he's just a, a little terrier around the box. Um, offers offers them something different. And uh, good to see Maresh starting as well and, and on the score sheet.
1: Look, Central Coast needed that in pursuit of finals football after drawing with the Lowly Wanderers earlier in the week. And what made it even more impressive um, still was they're without Captain Bazanic, who's been out for six weeks and he's been told he's going to have to work his way back into the squad, and also that they to travel across the ditch. So, look, uh, five-star performance from the Mariners, disappointing from the Phoenix, but uh, the Phoenix need to urgently find out the cause of these Jekyll and Hyde performances. So fuck needs to find out what's going on because one week they're, uh, they're world beaters and the next week they couldn't beat uh they couldn't beat your son Giannis so yeah look uh, I I think a lot a lot for the Phoenix to work out and if they don't work it out soon they'll uh they'll have plenty of time because they won't be in the finals and they'll have that extra few weeks to sort out what's gone wrong but uh, that's the end of our Revolution Roundup uh up after the break we welcome former Socceroo Millwall and Bulls classy defender James Meredith speak to you then
0: you're listening to the Football Revolution
1: Joining us now in the player escape room is a man who's been back in the A League a few seasons now after 15 years playing in the UK. Please welcome to the show, MacArthur Bulls tough tackling defender, James Meredith. G'day, mate. Welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you, mate? How are things at the Bulls?
2: Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, we just finished training. Um, We're prepared for the game tomorrow. So, you know, I think we need the win to cement sort of, you know, in that top six.
1: No, there is a few teams swirling around you. I think uh, the Phoenix and the Jets and the like are all trying to hunt down the Bulls. So, uh, yeah, I, I think a big performance is needed.
2: Yeah, I think everyone's sort of like, they always leave it to the last, um, you know, couple of games to really push. So, But it, it gets really competitive towards the end of the, sort of the last sort of, you know, five, six games.
1: Look, it was always going to be difficult after a fantastic first season for you guys to back it up, you know, at the same, at the same level. And considering, you know, you lose your keeper uh, pretty much just before kickoff and you lose a few other players. But uh, look, things are still going pretty well.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, four four great players retired for us last season. You know, Mark Million, Federici, uh, Societa and uh, Bennett. You know, and uh, and then yeah, had, we had a couple of players leave, like Ivan Franaciu, who's a fantastic player too. So, and we brought in some good players, but you know, we'll, yeah
1: mate how are you enjoying being back in australia and the experience of being in a club like macarthur where you started from ground zero now you've had a lot of experience obviously playing in the uk but a lot of those clubs have got a lot of history and have been around a long time this would probably be the first time you've gone to a club where it's uh, you know new days
2: yeah well i mean it's great to be back after being away for so long um i love playing football in england it's it's fantastic playing there pretty much at all levels um so but, it, but it, it's great being back here the lifestyle is great it's good to be with family and friends and you know the the games doing is doing was doing well. COVID hit it pretty hard, but it's doing okay now. It's under recover, so um, it's good to be at Macarthur. They've, they did, they've done a great job considering it's their second season. You know it's 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 considering it's the second season that how they organise staff, players, facilities. You know the owners have done a really good job, and we've got good coaches. Ante you know, is great, very good tactically, and I think that first season where we got to, you know, the final proved how well we could we did in the first season. So, you know, hopefully we need to we sort of sort of need to back it up now, don't we?
1: Uh, it was also good for you because obviously uh, the glory brought you back to Australia, but uh, being a Sydney boy, it was better for you to get back home, right?
2: Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Mate, you're in the UK a long time. Firstly, as a teenager with Derby County, and also with Bradford City, Millwall, amongst other teams. What did they teach you? What have you brought back? Whether it be it could be on the pitch, off the pitch, could be both. What what have you brought back with you?
2: Oh, I mean, a wealth of knowledge, and in, in, you know, also, yeah, on the pitch, off the pitch. Um, it, it's very different over there compared to here. It's a very different uh, economy. It's it's different style of football, um, but it's it's just a really great experience because the the fan, it's so well driven by the fans over there. You know, at all levels from the conference, uh, you know, dog and duck to the top-end Premier League. It's just their, their love for football and it's um, it's just such a, a, a good economy over there for football.
1: Saying that, what could the A-League or what could our league learn from them? One thing, if you could say one thing you think they, they could do, obviously, and uh, that the English do it better than anybody else, you know, from the Premier League all the way down through the Shriver lower leagues, what could they do?
2: Well, that's a good question, one thing. Um, uh, I, I, I think consistency in terms of where the games are played that's what i'd say as, a, as one of the players like you, you there's a lot of the times i've noticed where some teams will change stadiums all the time because they want a bigger crowd there or whatever i, I think you really got to stick to the your same stadium make that like a fortress make the demand really big for that stadium you know you're better off um having eight thousand people in a ten thousand seater stadium than fifteen thousand in a forty thousand seater stadium. You know, you, you want to create like a a really good atmosphere and you want to be excited and, and close so the fans can really get involved and that's, the, that's, that's what I think
1: anyway. Mate, I agree because home is where the heart is, right? So you don't want to be travelling around. You travel enough when you've got away games. You want a, one, one base, one home fortress that so you can make your own. So, look, I totally agree with that. And, mate, just before we get into a couple of the games, i like to play with my guests. Your father, Greg Pollard, was ranked third in the world for squash. Did he try and get you to play?
2: He actually didn't want me to play. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he didn't. He, he thought it was a dying sport and he tried to get me to play tennis, but I, I just took to football or soccer much more. Um, I also wanted to be a boxer, but he said, "No, no, boxers get brain damage." So he stopped me. He stopped <laughs> me in my tracks for those two sports.
1: Mate, he's a smart man. But uh, did, are you any good at squash? Has he taught you at least? Even though I you would
2: have been good. Yeah, I uh, was good hand-eye like coordination. I played with him a little bit when we were kids. I, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, but I think he, you know, he wanted me to go down sort of a different path.
1: I think he did the right thing for you, mate. I think putting you down the football path and the success you've had, especially in the UK, I think uh, he he did you a massive favour.
2: Yeah, well, he was a very, very good squash player, and he's very quiet and humble about it. No one knows he's, you know, he's been an accountant for, you know, KPMG for the last, I don't know, 30 years or something. So he's a very, but he keeps that quiet. I don't know why.
1: <laughs> good work, Dad. All right, mate, so the first game I'd like to play with uh, my guests is, uh, of your current and former teammates, the question will be, who would you? And then there'll be three questions. You just have to give me one player for each. Yep. Invite to dinner.
2: Ben Marshall.
1: Okay. Why? Uh,
2: Because he's fun and crazy and he'll get on the table and start dancing and, you know, everyone will be having a party.
1: Okay. Excellent. Go on a road trip with?
2: Uh, I'd probably say Tim Cahill because Tim's just great value, a lot of fun, you know, um, and he's just positivity and it's just a lot of excitement around him.
1: And a pretty average player too, right? Yeah, (laughs) he's
2: not great, is he? (laughs)
1: Mate, I, had, I have actually seen uh, quite a few photos of you with Tim Cahill as well as with uh, Dean Boutsanis who is actually good mates with uh, my co-host uh, Josh Gersback who's not currently with me tonight but, uh, or today but uh, yeah like I said mate I think you're, uh, you've got yourself in decent circles.
2: Mm. A road trip with him with Dean also would be a lot of fun. Okay. That'd be a good car school right there.
1: Yeah I was going to say mate I, I, it would almost be who'd you leave out right not rather than who you take <laughs> <laughs> and take to karaoke.
2: I'd have to say – actually, I'd actually put one of on the MacArthur boys there. Yeah, I'd probably say Lockie Rose. Really? <laughs> okay. I've
1: I've known Lockie oh, a long actually, time.
2: No, it, if, if it, to embarrass – for an embarrassing, fun situation, Lockie Rose, for someone who's actually got a bit of a good voice, I'd actually say Craig Noon. Craig Noon can sing a little bit. Can he? All right.
1: Yeah. So, so you'd go with Craig Noon there. Okay. I was going to say I've known Lockie a long time. I've never, ever heard him say a word, and I don't think his dad uh, – uh, can Rosie can sing either So uh, I, mate, it was a bit of a shock to me But okay we'll, <laughs> we'll go with Noonie Or if we want If we want a bit of uh, Laugh at Not laugh with We'll go with uh, Rosie
2: Yeah
1: Alright mate Moving into the second game We like to play Which is lock stock And three smoke and balls You ready to go?
2: Let's do it
1: Okay If you could sign Any one player from the A-League To play with you At MacArthur Bulls Who would it be?
2: Oh, I like Caceres At Sydney FC
1: Okay You think he'd slot Right into your midfield?
2: Yeah, I think he'd be a good a good, a good, midfielder. He moves the ball nicely. You know, he's a smart player, experience, works hard, good attitude. I, I really I like him.
1: Okay. I, uh, and maybe uh, Ante playing where he should be playing too, which I think is in the middle, not out wide right. So he's, mm. he, he's got him out of position. And I had something I won't get you to comment on. But I think definitely, you know, uh, I'd, I'd have him in the centre of the park. And when they were going better at the start of the year, it was when good things were coming out of Kassiris. And he was scoring too. Mm. If you could change one FIFA rule, what would it be?
2: Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think the, I think the the handball rules too loose. It's just you know sometimes it's it, it, you know when it hits your hand. Sometimes you, it's hard to defend naturally. Now I feel like I have to have my hands here or um, by really behind me because if a ball gets blasted at your hand and you have no time to react and move it, and you're not like. Throwing it in the air or obstructing that sometimes they call they call the penalty or they call the free kick and it can be game-changing Really. Okay,
1: and if you could be anyone for a day, who would it be?
2: Well, if it be anyone in the world.
1: Yeah, it could be anything. It could be politics could be movie star could be musician could be anything
2: um, In his younger days, it'd be nice to be Michael Jordan for a day. I think
1: okay Even 10 minutes would be nice to be Michael Jordan wouldn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Man. I'm a big yeah. fan too. Are you, does that mean you're a Bulls fan or just a Jordan in general?
2: Just a Jordan fan. Yeah. He's just awesome, isn't he? So yeah, I think... uh why I like Jordan for a day would be nice. Yeah,
1: or even LeBron, either way. Yeah. If you
2: anything, want to be the more you know, modern version. Just to be seven foot and to, yeah, <laughs> to be able to dunk, that'd be nice.
1: <laughs> All right, mate. So um, you passed that with flying colours. Let's move on to the game that uh, we like to call Nuno, so our version of UNO. Uh, First thought of because of the fact that Nuno uh, Esperito Santos gave me nothing good at Spurs this year So I thought maybe he'd give the show something good (laughs) with some questions for the players And it's also named after the uh, Melbourne City star defender Nuno Reyes Uh, Seven questions mate At the end of the sixth question you just need to call out Nuno to avoid any penalty questions Um, Current time to beat is actually your teammate Liam Rose who's just under 23 seconds but I'm ah, more, Liam Rose. Yeah, Liam Rose, so one of the Rose boys, but uh the Liam, but uh yeah, and like I said, mate, I don't know why we time this now because everyone just rushes through, but I'm more worried about the quality of your answers than I am the uh the quickness of your of the of the answers. So uh when you're ready to go, we'll uh, start the clock and we'll see how you go.
2: Let's go.
1: Snow or sand? Snow. Champions League or World Cup? World Cup. Paolo Maldini or Roberto Carlos? Maldini beer or spirits or you can say wine if you like spirits adidas or nike nike netflix or stan
2: netflix no no
1: okay class marvel or dc marvel okay flying easy 23, 23 was actually your time. I don't know how it ended up on that, but uh, not quite as good as Rosie, but uh, still very, very good. So let's quickly. Right. I'll take that. <laughs> you'll take that. All right, but I just won't tell him. All right, we just tell him that uh, <laughs> that he that he was too good for you. But I just won't tell him that you know maybe uh, we gave him a bit of a hand because these questions actually I've redone the questions because we've used the same similar sort of ones. So I thought, look. You know you're, you're 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 a smart player on the pitch so I thought I'd test you out a bit more so I did change him so maybe that added that few extra seconds to uh your times. <laughs> so fine, it's fine. So being being a, a quality left back you went from Maldini over Roberto Carlos. Why? Uh,
2: Roberto Carlos was was obviously an excellent player and like he, you know, he had that shot from outside the box that swerved, and, you know, amazingly but I feel like Maldini was just so incredibly consistent over so many years and he was like a a, a brick wall no one could get past him he had you know everything he had and um you know he was a, a true leader and that's why he was, he was captain for so long and you know i i think he's just a, a great role like sort of role model yeah you know?
1: yeah mate being a, a part italian background too I, I definitely can't argue and i am i'm happy that you did choose Palo over roberto carlos <laughs> just quietly <laughs> yeah. so you've said the world cup over the champions league you did have two socceroos caps so um you were probably close to that. Uh, why the World Cup over Champions League? Uh,
2: well, I went to the World Cup. I went to the Russia World Cup yep. um, And in 2018 and it was just awesome, you know. And so I, I just feel like if you were to win the World Cup like France did that year, it just it, to be in there was amazing, you know, the atmosphere, the environment, the representing your country. I just don't think there's a feeling like playing for any club. And I think the World Cup would trump the Champions League as great as Champions League is.
1: You said uh, Netflix. What are you currently watching on Netflix at the moment?
2: Oh, good question. That is a good, good question. Uh, I can't remember. That's all right. Uh, well, actually, I, I can remember. I was watching, I was, last couple nights, I've been watching stand up and I was watching Dave Chappelle stand up and then Kevin Hart stand up.
1: Okay. Are you are you, are you fancy yourself as a comedian? You're good at comedian, or are you just happy to watch uh, them?
2: No, nah, just watching it. You know, something to watch while I cook. I was cooking for the missus at the time. Yeah. You know. Okay.
1: What's What's your go to dish? So if you if you have a bit of a crack in the kitchen, what's your what's your go to dish?
2: I caught a kingfish the other day, and I cooked that. Okay. 95 centimeter kingfish, and I cooked that side. It was nice, beautiful. How How'd you cook the fish? Bit of soy on there, bit of coriander,
1: chili. Mate, you know your stuff. I'm, I'm quite impressed. <laughs> I was going to say, I, mean, I thought I'd, I'll stay away from the cooking questions, but I should have, I should have fired know, more of those in. Yeah, definitely. All right. So you've you've gone with Marvel. Yeah. As a kid, which which of the characters would you have been then if you wanted to be Marvel?
2: Oh, I like Iron Man.
1: Okay, of course you do. That's, who I, That's who I would have picked for you. That's who I would have picked for you, mate. Guarantee. Yeah, definitely. Look, at, and you know what? It's a it's a tough decision. It's like we used to previously ask Messi or Ronaldo. DC and, and Marvel are both amazing. And I, the funny part about it is, the older you get, you probably don't lose. It doesn't lose its magic either, right? Probably gets better as you get older. So, um, yeah, definitely. All right. So you, you're you're the Iron Man. All right. What's what's your spirit of choice?
2: Um, do you know, I I like. Um I don't like having too – I don't drink too much. I've I've cut down on drinking a lot over the, as the years go on. I uh, drank more in my 20s, but now I'm pretty next to nothing. But if I'm going to have something, I'll I'll probably just have a drop of whiskey okay. uh, on, on the rocks, something like that. Maybe that's a bit of an old man's drink, that. But.
1: Mate, there's nothing wrong with uh, staying off the off turps. But I was going to say, then, if that's the case, then, what would you have? Then you go to dinner. If you're not you're not going to have the alcohol, what would you have? What's your, what's your drink? Is it uh, – just a water, or do you, do you like uh, soft? Drink? I use
2: just sparkling water. Just keep it simple. Yeah, I do like. It, I don't mind a bit of wine, a bit of red wine. Okay, yeah, just a nice pinot.
1: But Wait, I'm yeah, starting to. Drink, we're, we're starting drink to get it. an impressive picture here of you, mate. You cook. You like the wines and that. So, yeah, like I said, <laughs> mate, I think you are one of these uh, cool. these these fine left fullbacks. You know these 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 more. I think if they've taught you a lot in the UK, mate. I think more than you've actually let on. <laughs>
2: Walks on the beach. I was going to
1: say, say it is. that's how it sounds. But, uh, mate, look, uh, I know you're a busy man, so uh, we really appreciate your time. We thank you very much for uh, having a chat with us today on the Football Revolution. We wish you all the best for the rest of the season with MacArthur Bulls, and uh, hopefully you guys can not only get in the six, but push yourselves as far up the table as you can and hopefully go one step better than you did last year. But, uh, mate, until uh, we get you back on the show again, uh, if not this season, sometime next season, we wish you all the best and thank you very much.
2: Thanks, Joe. Appreciate
0: it. You're listening to The Football Revolution.
1: Welcome back to the show. This is our final segment for the night. And uh, as we said earlier on in the show, we'll be introducing our new Euro mini show. So we've had success with this in the past. And uh, unfortunately, without crying over spilt milk, we uh, we should have had a Euro show this year. But uh, good old COVID turned up. So... We've had so many requests to at least get something up and running to uh, complement our A-League show, so we decided we'd do a mini version, which will mainly just be a quick snapshot of a few of the big European leagues, as well as um, our world-famous Football Revolution Euro Six-Pack Awards. So do you want to run through a couple of those awards and uh, quickly what they are are or what it represents, VIG? Yeah, let's go go for it. So we had our famous uh,
0: Kaka Dior so this is our our version of the the ballon d'Or for the ballon goose or the error of the week so uh kaka in uh, a few european languages means you know what <laughs> so um yeah that's that's it's it's one of my favorites because it, it's always um you know something something funny or something that's gone terribly wrong for for a team and um as long as it's not my team, then uh, it, it's great viewing experience.
1: You also get the added bonus of listening to my absolute rubbish uh, French accent, the Cacard Dior. But um, our second award right. is our uh, human force field, which is uh, originally was the name that we gave to the unbelievable shot stopper at the Raw, who's now at Western United, hence why they're up the right end of the table, Jamie Young. So that's our outstanding defending by a keeper Uh, defender or a team so it could pretty much be anyone who's doing a great job to save their team or save their team's bacon so plenty of those each week but uh, maybe not as exciting as uh, as who scores the goals or who uh, you know who who does other things but are very important to teams if you genuinely want to win some silverware what's our third award vig yeah so there
0: was a bit of a a toss-up we had a discussion about this potentially changing the name Um, but we've stuck with the ebra um, over the – there was a bit of talk about changing it to the Ronnie or the Ronaldo, but we're going to stick with the Ibra for the goal of the week because when you think, you know, magic goals, goals that are, are just ridiculous, um, Ibrahimović comes comes straight to mind. So we're going to stick with, with the Ibra. Um, you know, w- we love him, so we'll, we'll roll with that.
1: Look, I, I know there's a lot of amazing goals he did. I think he did a um, overhead kick from – 30, 40 yards out against Sweden. And if you keep telling the story after a few beers, mm-hmm. it becomes or, or halfway. Or
0: again, against England, for, for Sweden, against England. Yeah, Ireland and if it's you it's
1: keep, like I said, you, you keep talking about it when you have a few beers, it's from halfway or whatever. But uh, for me, and, and we can maybe touch on this in the coming weeks, my favourite is the goal he scored for Ajax when he ran through the players with the dummies and the fakes. And oh. it looks e- it looks easy, but it, it's damn difficult. So, yeah, look, as, as good as Ronaldo is and the other great players around the world, including your your big fan, your, your male crush, uh, Ben... Uh, Benzema and, you know, all these other sorts of strikers. I think the Ebra Award is perfect for us. So that's our goal of the week, named after the Lion. Our fourth award is the What the Foot, our WTF. So why, how, or what? Something that left us thinking at the end of it, WTF. So to give you a quick snippet of that, uh, this week, I think it's going to take some beating, is uh, the, the uh, opportunity that Watford had to take all three points in the 93rd minute uh, in their game against Brentford and the ball fell to uh, one of uh, Watford's centre midfielders and all the commentator could be heard screaming is loser, loser, loser as he missed an open goal. Now, I thought that maybe she'd gone off script and uh, she was giving her real opinion of what was happening but then you find out that that's actually the name of the uh, of the Watford midfielders. So, I think that will take some beating this week but that's the sort of gives you a bit of a flavour of what these awards are about. It's, uh, you know, talking genuine football and keeping you up to date but it's also giving you uh, the Football Revolutions, uh, you know, of, sort of style and how we we love to banter and give you, uh, you know, that that sort of humour side of things. So our new award and our, our fifth award is uh, going to be known as what, VIG? Yeah,
0: we've named it the Galactic No. So this is um, basically something that hasn't gone to plan or has gone terribly wrong. Um, we speak about it, uh, how Madrid, you know, when they played Barca a couple of weeks ago, they played a, a 4-2, 4-0 uh, no Benzema, no party. There was there was absolutely no one up front, and Xavi's uh, men just uh, ran right and, and smacked them 4 0 So um, it could be anything. It could be you know something. It could be a result. It could be a free kick, starting formation, a substitution, an interview. Um, just, just something that does not go right, and it's the, the galactic no.
1: Considering that uh, Ancelotti has, you know, an unbelievable coaching record, and we're not talking about some, you know, uh, third division team from Norway. We're talking about a team that's in the current Champions League final, uh, semi-finals, as well as leading the uh, the La Liga at the moment. Uh, you know, for them to go out and, and do a formation that, like that, it looks like. You know, anyone can get it wrong. So this could come from any, any, anywhere, any team. Any, it could be a great coach, an average coach, a good player. It could be anybody. So, and not it
0: goes sh- to show that that um, Ancelotti has zero faith in his uh, backup strikers in uh, <laughs> Jovic and <laughs> uh, Jovic and um, I think Mariano.
1: Yeah, it looks like he uh, should be looking for a new club. If, like I said, they're going to play no strikers, then uh, it's not a good sign for anyone that's uh, not in the good starting signing. eleven. Good sign if you're a midfielder. Yeah, I agree. And uh, our last award uh, is our Vava Na. We hope not to talk about this too often but the honest truth of it is with uh, the way that the games are officiated these days as well as the uh the guys up in the var box it, it just pops its head up and hopefully uh it won't have too many nominations each week but uh it usually does and uh it's usually quite interesting and entertaining so that's our that's our sixth and final award so they'll be the awards that we give out, out out each week in our uh euro six pack awards uh we will try and get some sponsors again on board uh to, to give them a bit of a plug too and uh, promote some cool beers and Maybe we can get a few in the studio, so we can down a few of those while we're actually doing the show, and uh, maybe it adds a little edge to the to the uh, commentary. <laughs> Would
2: we'll, we'll
0: make the viewing a, a little bit better and, and probably enhance our performance. So why not?
1: Oh, possibly. But uh, look, yeah, that uh, that will be coming out. Uh, I think uh, this week uh, you'll be we'll be releasing it on a Tuesday afternoon. You can have a nice, easy listen on the way home and a bit of a laugh uh, on Tuesday after a hard day's work. And then next week, I think, if uh, if I'm correct, Vig will be releasing it on a a Monday afternoon, Monday so month. that uh, you get a Euro fix from the Football Revolution on a Monday and then follow it up with a Tuesday morning on the way to work. Uh, A-League uh, football fix from the football revolution.
0: There we go. More football revolution. How can you not like it?
1: Ah, oh, T-F-R-A-U-S. But uh, just to finish things off, and that's been a busy show, Clinical Finish um, is is where we like to, to finish things off. So our weekly Tomahamed Award, um, you know, it could be a shot. It could be a strike. It could be a quality piece of attacking brilliance. For me, there's three nominations this week, and I'm happy to go with U V I G. So Marjotta's winning header against the Jets. It uh it was a great header. It was an important uh three points for the victory, hence why uh that that's one of the three nominations. Lockie Wales's volley against the Under Siege Glory, or Sky Blues Bahaj's great strike from a tight angle. Oh, tough. It's tough. They're
0: all they're all three. Uh, Three good goals I, I think I'm going to go I'm going to go with Lockie Wales
1: Okay so Three goals to boot And uh, Basically uh, he's, Really He's
0: got He's got, he's got the hat trick as well So yeah, yeah He might not have known much About the first one But um, the the volley for the for the second was was quite nice, um, so I'm, I'm going to go with that, and and he's got the hat trick as well. So so this we'll week's clinical finish,
1: uh, this this week's weekly Toma, Toma Hemed award goes to Western United's hat trick hero Lockie Wales. So quick uh, quick look at our weekly key games. So the three for me would be Western United at home to the Bulls tomorrow Western United currently sitting uh, in second the Bulls sitting in six I believe so important game for both teams aspirations Uh, Bulls again in action again on Friday entertaining the victory um, which is another must-win game for them if they want to keep pace with the top six and then you've got the F3 Derby a must-win for both the Jets and the Mariners uh, as well which is probably uh, the other game I'm really looking forward to
0: yeah definitely it's a, a big week for MacArthur playing to two Melbourne teams in West United and victory, so big test for them. Uh, and like you said, victory need need a win to stay in the in the race for uh, top two and uh, so do West United need a win to potentially put the pressure on uh, Melbourne City uh, before they come back from their uh, AFC duties. So um, big big week for MacArthur, big week for for victory and and West United as well. Um, yes, nice little F3 derby. Um, Probably more riding on it for for Central Coast Than than the Jets at the moment Um, And yeah I'm also interested in I think the Phoenix get another home game this week So I'd like to see them Turn it around and and put in the performance That their fans deserve
1: Will the real uh, Phoenix please stand up But uh, I'll leave it on that note If uh, they've missed any of tonight's show Or they've missed uh, any of the shows In the season so far Where can they catch it VIG
0: Yeah, they can catch us on uh, Football Nation Radio on their app and and their platforms, Um, and they can also catch us on Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts, and uh, also go to our YouTube channel to see a few of the videos that we've done with uh, player interviews and whatnot.
1: Absolutely. We'd love to thank uh, our special guest, MacArthur Bulls defender, uh, James Meredith. We also uh, have still got plenty more things coming up. We've got uh, player interviews. We've got uh, our guest co-hosts. We'll welcome back uh, GK Chef and... uh, in the know with Royo in the coming weeks, but uh, it's coming thick and fast.
0: On, on fire as well on the weekends. Two goals, uh, I think, against Sydney United. So, yeah, he's well
1: he done. Is the man. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to getting him back on. But, uh, yeah, we've also, as we said, uh, got our new Euro mini show. So, please check that out and let us know what you think. But uh, until next week, and uh, we bring you more of a football feast. As we say, rise up and join the football revolution. Have a great week, and we'll chat to you then.